this the chat right here? This is the chat Let's if see. we want it there. Because normally when I do interviews, I don't really uh, keep the chat open because at some point inevitably they're going to start saying something insane. Yeah, it'll just it can be kind of distracting as soon as like because people they'll start saying R.I.P. Lil Xan, and then all of a sudden you'll be like, wait, what happened to Lil Xan? Right. And then you realize that they're just trolling you. There you go. Where's ICP? ICP interviews dropping later today. Go, don't oh, hold, hold your horses, guys. Yes. Oh, sweet. <laughs> All right. How's it going? Okay, so guys, no jumper. Midday stream. I'm here with my boy Drake Bell. We're just hanging out. Uh, how you doing? Good, man. Catching Good. a flight in a couple hours? Yeah, I'm headed to uh, Ohio. I fly. Uh, I take a red eye tonight. For a show? Yeah, I'm playing this weekend, and then I uh, or no, on Monday. I play on Monday, and then. Uh, and then off on on a on a whole tour for for the next month or so, wow. and then I end it in Mexico. I'm doing a bunch of shows down there, uh, some big festivals like Pal Norte and uh, Acropolis and Oaxaca. Um, gonna be pretty big, cool. Got to keep the Mexican stuff, so. fan base happy, huh? Because yeah, that's that's and, your bread and butter, huh? Yeah, yeah. It, well, I mean, actually, well, the, the the newest song I have. Have you seen my? Actually, I wanted to show you this. Have you seen my new music video for uh, Fuego Lento? Oh, I think I did see part of it. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen dude. It on, on Instagram. But uh, let's, the, let's check out the full thing. Oh, you should. Oh, yeah. I think you'd enjoy it. Okay, let's do it. I'm going to switch to the smaller. Me and, uh, me and um, some friends of mine got together and, and uh, just went and shot this and had some fun. It was really cool. Oh, okay. I'm ready. We don't have to watch the whole thing, but, you know. Let's check it out, though. Fuck get it. the idea. Fuego. Yeah, I just put Drake Bell. Wow, that's quite a thumbnail you got right there. <laughs> My kind of thumbnail. Where yeah. was this filmed? Uh, just here in LA. Really? Just like yeah, in uh, North North Hollywood a little and bit. She, she she triggered the, all the right boxes. She, yeah, she, yeah, we flew her out. Yeah. Wow, I love it. So, so what was the idea with this this song or this different direction? How would you uh, describe what you were going for with this? Well, I mean, I I go to. Uh, I have a big fan base in Latin America. I put some records out uh, a few years ago, and they did really well down there. And so I've been doing a lot of touring and uh, go out there and play big, these big festivals. And um, I don't know. I think I just got inundated with that sound. And then I came back and was in the studio, and I was like, man, I want to do something like this. Because seeing how the audience reactions and uh, and all that stuff, it was just kind of... You know, I don't know. I, being independent and not signed, it's sort of like I want to do everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm a fan of so many different styles of music that to just sit there and be like, yeah, I'm going to make a rock and roll record. That means that my next record has to be a rock and roll record, you know, and the next record. Like the last record uh, I made before all of this stuff was a total rockabilly record with Brian Setzer. Right. That was sounds like the 1950s, you know. And then uh, this stuff is, you know, this is kind of more reggaeton or, or, or Latin vibe. And, mm. and, then, uh, and then the stuff that I was working on the last time I was in here talking to you is all more, you know, urban, hip-hop, kind of more in, that, in right. that vein. So it's kind of like, I just, I don't know, I'm, I, I, what, if I hear it and I dig it and I want to play that kind of music, I just kind of, that, you know, that's why I don't really release full albums either. It's kind of... Here's a song. Here, the new one that I'm just putting putting out is three songs. 
Um, I just did a full Spanish version of this that I'm going to release. I mean, if 6ix9ine can be this gangster rapper who then came out and dropped these Spanish-sounding songs yeah, that exactly. did ridiculously well, did just as well as his yep, other songs. exactly. In a weird way, that that made me realize, like, if you have star power and well, if Cardi people too like does you, it. Like, it, Cardi Cardi's is, another like, good example, all yeah. over the place with, you know, the styles of music. You know, yeah. it's like Maroon 5 and then Bruno and then all this, you know, harder stuff. And, and it's, it's, yeah, so... I think that just, especially nowadays with the ability to kind of just have full access to your fans mm. and, uh, you know, like Gary Vee says all the time, it's like content, content, content. It's like, yeah, it's like I get to go in, like I did a, a cover of Gucci Gang just for fun. And if I was on a label, somebody would be like, oh, dude, we can't, you can't release that right now because mm. we're pushing this other album and this is what we're working on. And, and But I'm so excited and I'm like, but it's funny and I want to put it out right now. Well, I can. And a then lo it, a lot of people, a, a lot of creativity gets lost once you end up in that kind of environment where there's so many people that get to have a say in what you're doing. And totally. there's so many things in Hollywood that reflect that when you look at major motion pictures that end up being completely distorted versions of what they originally intended to be. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that, to appealing to a really big market and you need to be able to make choices in that way or whatever. But I think there's a lot to be said. Myself personally, I feel like I gravitate more towards music where the artist feels comfortable to, to just experiment and do what they want. Well, exactly. And I think a lot of that is just executives with the fear of losing their job or making the wrong, making, making, taking a risk and it not turning out the way that they imagine. And then their boss firing them or demoting mm. them for that, you know? And that makes people not take chances or, or do things with an artist that they would, that they would do otherwise. And then that stifles the artist and the artist suffers because some guy in an office is afraid to just mm. make a decision, you know? And, if he doesn't make a decision, then he's guaranteed to not make a wrong decision. Mm. So he's still going to keep his job. He's still going to be able to have that company card. He's still going to be able to have his office. He's still going to be able to have. But if he makes that wrong decision, yeah. you know, so they, it's, it's a lot of these executives when you get on these labels. If you're not one of these hard hitting artists, um, you know, you just you get you get stifled because people are just playing it safe. Yeah. There's a lot of incentive to when you're part of a, a major label to not necessarily go to outside the the boundaries of what maybe your boss wants you to do because yeah. if you start pushing hard to take a risk on an artist and that artist doesn't work out they'll reflect really badly on you but if you sort of sit back and only pounce on opportunities that seem like sure things that your boss is going to approve of you making that move and that's kind of that that governs a lot of like the a and r way of thinking yeah it really does and it's i i, I don't know i just it, it's really nice to be able to you know, get home from tour and be like, shit, I want to go in and record a record. Like, I'm working, did stuff with Tank God on this last one and Cassius Clay and like. Tank God produced Rockstar for Post Malone. That's yeah. A, that's a big one. Yeah. That's dope. Um, and he's done some other really cool stuff. And um, yeah, so it's really, you know, it's like if I want to go in and do that, then cool. And if I want to put this friend on the record, cool. If I want to write with this guy, then I just have the freedom to do whatever I want. It's, mm. it's pretty rad. You want to uh, check out one of the songs from yeah, yeah, your I'll new project? The... So how how's this release gonna work in terms of uh, these songs? Well, this this I I mean I basically just put everything on TuneCore whenever I want to like just put something out. Right. And then so this should be oh sh there it is. So we actually have the album. Yeah, cover this right should here. be out. I don't know in the next few days or something. Okay. This one, this uh, this is just sort of I I was excited to get this music out. So I you know this isn't like anything like some big official release or anything right. like that. This but is, is it on Spotify? Is yeah, it? it'll be on everywhere. Okay. Yeah.
Cool. Well, okay, let's check it out. So smoke do, it up. Yeah, do That's smoke the, it the up. The title yeah. track. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but they can't. It's they can't actually see this right, right now. Right there. Yeah. standard for your studio sessions uh i mean yeah you know i mean it's it's a creative environment and uh in that one it was cool it was me it was cassius clay and um my buddy kid kazi and uh yeah it's just the three of us he came in with a cool beat and then um actually he sent us a pack over and then this this one just sound, i love that whole 70s vintage sound it just like it's <coughs> so chill you know gives you in that mind frame yeah yeah and then <coughs> uh and then that yeah and then we just kind of you've been smoking for a long time <laughs> uh i mean you know growing up in california it just kind of goes with the territory ain't that the truth you think people are ever surprised probably <coughs> i wondered because i was we were outside earlier and i was uh taking pictures with some fans and they were all hyped or whatever and then you walk out and they're all Oh my God! You know, because sometimes I wonder. You know, Drake and Josh seems like a long time ago. Sometimes I wonder to what extent, like the younger fans know what's going on. But as soon as you walked outside, and they just lit up. Dude, I was like, Yeah, it's wild. I mean, I go that makes me hype just to just to know, like, because sometimes I wonder, like, I've only been popping for a couple years. Right. You've been popping for a long ass time. Seeing how no. excited they were, I was like, Okay, nice. No, it's it's cool. It's cool being able to, like go all over the world and see like. You know the show's still airing, so I get young kids, uh, college kids, high school kids, like older adults that grew up on the show. Mm. Um, you know that are my age because I was, you know, I it was my childhood too. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's really cool to just kind of see that there's not really 
a set demographic for the show. Mm. You know, it's it's cool. That's badass, man. So when you uh, are working on your music these days, like give me give me the the kind of stuff that inspires you. Are you just in the studio as often as possible and just working on whatever ideas? Well, I'm on the road all the time. Right, I'm on the road all the time. So it's whenever I'm home, I'm I try to get into the studio, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I just I just want to put out cool music that I want to listen to, you know, that I want to listen to in my car, that I want to listen to at the club, that I want to listen to, that just makes me feel good. Um, and yeah, like I said, not being able, not being pigeonholed or stifled anymore, especially like not being on, you know, a, a Nickelodeon or not being tied to like a, a, a label or anything like that. Mm. It's cool to just be able to go in and grab, you know, friends and not be stuck having to, you know, think, oh man, we can't do that because it doesn't sound like the rest of the record or it doesn't sound like what the label expects from us or yeah. the uh, the fans are going to... And that's the cool thing too is fans, I think, are more receptive to artists being more eclectic now than, than before, you know? I mean, like Maroon 5, for example. I mean, Maroon 5 has every... I mean, they, they got full-on rock and roll, mm. full pop, hip-hop, urban, like... They're all over the place, and the fans accept them across the board, you know? I don't know. There's just, like, a lot more uh, acceptance for eclectic um, artists, you know? There's something to be said for just good music in general, because I feel like if you already have that connection to your fans, and then you put out a song, and it sounds different, but it sounds good, exactly. it's like, what's going to hold them back from wanting to support you? Because we are kind of in that social media star generation. I feel like if you put out Gummo, I mean, what would have stopped it from being as big as the it, six nine it, version of right. Gummo? It's it's like as long as it's good. I think that's true. That you, you're right. As long as it's like good music now, you know. Yeah, and I think we've seen that. You know, on a personal level, I feel like the media tried to like really clown Tyga for a few years. They tried to really like make fun of him and stuff. But his his revenge this year was just making really fucking good music. Uh -huh. Like, hey, here's some undeniable hits. You guys been clowning me for the past year. Suck my dick. I'm 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 Tyga. It doesn't yeah. matter. Screw and you guys. And there's a lot of artists, and that, I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's always been an art in general. Is just like, you know, you want to clown on somebody, but then they back it up with like talent, or they back it up with like, well, go see that, go see that person live, go see that person's <laughs> live show. Right. And then you're like, oh man, the guy's a freaking entertainer. Like I had no idea, you know, like Lil Pump for example, you know, like. And you know, someone will listen to their record and be like, "What is this? What is it?" You know, and then you go see him live, and the, I mean, he's undeniable. Mm -hmm. It's like this little mild, mild-mannered kid, and then all of a sudden he gets on stage, and the whole thing explodes, and he's mm -hmm. got like seven thousand people just like, you know, tearing down the house. It's undeniable. You know, it's like modern-day Elvis or something. And, and people's argument is always like, "Oh, this music takes no talent. These guys are no good." Blah blah blah. The thing is, is that from my perspective, I'm aware of thousands of other kids, artists who are trying to basically do the same thing. And pump, exactly. pump out something special. You might not necessarily appreciate it. I'm from the perspective where, if I see some like young YouTuber, fucking, you know, when I first found out about, I found out about JoJo Siwa a couple months ago, yeah. and I watched it, and I was just. I had to watch a bunch more because I'm like just trying to wrap my head around it because uh -huh. it's just so different than anything. But you know what was actually crazy is I watched some of her videos that are like aimed at her fans and was just like, this is insane. And then I watched her actually do a video driving around with Josh. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, this girl's smart. She's like yep. a fucking smart ass no, businesswoman. Like, yeah. She might she be kind of playing doing. a character on camera and stuff. But th that's the perspective that I like to come into art from is if it doesn't make sense to me, I want to just try to wrap my head around it. I want to know well, why people like this Well, that's what it is. Thing. I mean, I mean... 
it's kind of funny when people are like, oh, well, this isn't this isn't art. This isn't the. It's like it's the same thing people say when they don't understand a Picasso or they don't understand a, a Basquiat or, or a Pollock or something, and they're like, wait a minute, you know, I, that I I could do that. Right. It's like, well, then why isn't there a thousand Jackson Pollocks? <coughs> like, if everybody can just splatter paint on a canvas, or if everybody can, everybody can, you know, paint squares, why isn't there, you know? Yeah, uh, that's so true. A, a thousand Picassos, you know, it's mm. it's uh, somebody did something but they did it differently you know or mm -hmm. did something that nobody else has done before and then everybody else is just tries to copy it mm. you know so that's very true you know i was just thinking about my podcast we sit a lot closer together than joe rogan's and i wonder how oh, much yeah. that affects people mentally i realize this is completely out of left field yeah they they sit across from each other yeah because i wonder like to what extent our conversation would be different if you were like eight feet away from me well it'd be harder to pass the, the blunt that's a good point yeah i feel like they find a way do they use jamie as an intermediary yeah i think so yeah <laughs> he, always, he always delivers it jamie always delivers it i right. know that i mean they got the ill setup where they have the tv screen and the the, the guy can just pull up whatever he wants at any time for yeah. him that's nice yeah that's nice were you at all uh, inspired by uh when you saw elon musk smoking weed on joe rogan yeah that was pretty cool <laughs> was pretty he rad. didn't hit it though he didn't hit it really i know it was kind of like one of those like I did. I didn't inhale, yeah. you know, kind of things. But I mean, he could have inhaled like ten percent of it, but it yeah. felt like ninety percent of it went in his mouth and then left. The his memes mouth. were amazing afterwards, mm. like just saying like, <laughs> we're like, okay, now we're now we're definitely gonna colonize Mars. Like all these, <laughs> just all these <coughs> amazing memes that came out of that were awesome. <laughs> I mean, Elon Musk is a case study in how to be a celebrity at this point. It, but, I mean, he's also seen <coughs> the limits. I'm glad that you're not the owner of a Tesla. That, no, that I don't have be, a Tesla, no. You don't? Oh, not. No. I mean, I meant the company as a whole. Oh, but, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was crazy. He lost like $40 million. <laughs> but Because he joked around about the, sh about the share price. That's crazy. It's because, you know, he's living his whole life. He's living the kind of straight-laced sort of life. He's this business guy. And then all of a sudden, he starts hanging out with this little indie rock princess, Grimes. And then she's she's got this wacky sense of humor. Yeah. She's she's ironic. She's irreverent. He's like, oh, I too can make a joke. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't joke around about the, sh the share price of what you're going to go private at. Yeah, no. I don't know. That just that was probably one of the most bizarre stories. And if Trump wasn't president, maybe that would have got some more burn. But everything's just going yeah, crazy in general. Yeah, it's yeah, it's wild world, man. That's why it's like you know, just staying on the road, staying in the studio, staying creative, staying out. <coughs> of, you out want of social media a lot? I mean, for what it's you know, for what it's worth, I don't really spend a lot of time on it. Right. Um, You're not like digging through the like terrible no. Twitter threads of people arguing no. and stuff. No. no, every time, every time like <laughs> TMZ comes up to me and they're like, Hey, what do you think of this? New I'm like, dude, I don't know. I was on it. I just got it off an airplane. Right. Uh, Is that it? What, what do they typically say to you when they pull up on you? Uh, it's just LAX? whatever the, whatever the hottest topics are of the time, right. you know, what do you think? Of, what do you think about Cardi B? Yeah. What do you think of, Justin and Haley, or what do you think of it? I'm like, dude, I don't even, I don't know, man. I, it, it, and it, and if I follow in any news, like, it definitely ain't that, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the crazy thing is that as a celebrity, people expect that, like, people on Twitter and stuff expect you to be as interested in the intricacies of other celebrities as they totally. are, as the or people that, who are or watching that you're you, or that you're all friends. Uh. They're always like, oh, d did you reach out to so and so when? You know, if somebody's having some crisis or they're they're in the news because of something, you know, they're like, oh, did you reach out to so and so? I'm like, 
I've never met them. I don't know. I would. I hope they're okay. Right. I, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. We don't. We, there's not some club mm. that we all. It's not like the Illuminati where we all just kind of like meet in dark cloaks after hours in some you know right. castle at the top of the Hollywood Hills in the or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It'd probably be more of like the, the, at the Pickwick. Yeah. We all hang out at the Pickwick and. <laughs> Man, because nowadays it's like you can get taken down for not just what you have done, but even who you associate with. Because I noticed there was a Pitchfork article about the fact that Meek Mill is friends with the owner of the Patriots uh, because the owner yeah. of the Patriots supports Trump and shit. Yeah, yeah. So Meek Mill's not even allowed to be friends with a 70-year-old white guy because he's <laughs> friends with another 70-year-old white guy who's a dickhead. Dude, this is wild, man. <laughs> yeah, social media really has just, like, it affects everybody and it makes everybody, like, everyone's a policeman all of a sudden, mm, you know? Everyone's yeah. an investigator, Everything. Everybody's a journalist. Yeah, every, yeah, everyone's a journalist. Everyone's an investigator. Everyone's a private so, As you can see here, my last order from Postmates was from Oi Asian Fusion. I just want to point that out. Oh, yeah, that, that was good. That was pretty solid. So wh which song should oh, we play, play next? Uh, play the plan. Okay. Oh, we got 2,000 people watching us live. They're enjoying it. I could get down to this one club for sure. This one's sensual. Sure they wanna hang with the kid on the low If you got a man with well, it, he ain't gotta know Pull up to your crib, open up the phone door I've been a plain E.T. phone home I got all the shoes on me Bitches running to me when I pull up to the party I got stacks of bands on me Get it, then I spend a year trying to get it on me She said the kid go away She said, yeah, she said the kid go away But I can't be falling in love cause you know I'm busy on that page we just pulled up in a drop top, Bobby rockin' wire, so she wear that Gucci crop top. We just pulled up in a drop top, Bobby rockin' wire, so she wear that Gucci crop top. Then I got bands, shorty said that I'm the man. This one's hard. And I got bands. This next verse is funny. We gotta get a rapper featured on this. This next verse is actually kind of about what we were just talking about. Okay. Like Cancel culture. Yeah. <laughs> okay. TMZ song dedicated to TMZ. Dedicated to the Hollywood Fix. Paparazzi follow me like an attraction Ooh. Tip top fits, passion for the fashion This is just a star girl with idea at the mansion This is just a star girl with idea at the mansion We just pulled up in a drop top Bobby Rocky Wire, so she wear that Gucci crop top Alright, I can see Rich the Kid I can see Blueface I can see Tyga I could imagine a variety of rappers doing work on this beat Hell yeah, get them on it That could be a moment, dude This could Cole Bennett premiere That'd be epic. No, that was hard, man. There's no denying it. Damn, that was badass. So what? This is the other one. Okay, we got MIA and we got Coming Back. Play. Uh, well, let's see. 
Those two are pretty chill. Let's play, uh, play, yeah, play MIA. Okay. Or actually, no, 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 do the Tank God one, because we talked about, we talked about And which one's that? Do that Come coming back, yeah. Okay. This one, uh, we, we, we got, I got, a my friend Lil Mama on this. Lil Mama? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that connection, yes. This one's just, like, super chill. Also, get your exotic sodas at 7669 Melrose out here at the entrepreneurship store. Come break the bank. We're issuing payday loans. Also, shout out to Bearwoods for supplying the Kush. Cocaine clouds on the ceiling. While cold train drowns all the feelings. I'm coming back for you, I'm coming back for you I thought that I lost you, that's just paranoia Could say that I'm sorry, but it's never enough I followed the money, but that shit isn't love I'm coming back for you I know I've been down this road, I'm swerving, I'm out of control I'm forward, I'm backwards, I'm sober, relapsing, I love it That's all that I know, that's all that I know Just don't let me go Forward, I'm back with some sober relapse and I love it, I'm ready to go. I just wanna lay here. Oh. Got a show tonight, yeah, yeah. I can spend all day here. Got hair and makeup waiting on me. Still, I gotta breathe here. Where am I? I'm gone. I don't need to stay here. Yeah, 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 yeah. My mind is tripping, I'm wishing that I could spend every minute in with this life that I'm living. I'll be surrounded by women and men that love me cause I'm winning. <laughs> So how would you describe I'm the subject matter right. on this song? It's it's about partying. It's about yeah, getting a little bit too well, loose. What I imagined is like when she came in, I didn't really know. It was sort of just like a guy, like just like rock star after uh, after a night of partying, you know. But then I got when she put her <laughs> verse on there, it it was kind of dope. It sounded like the story was almost like for some reason I was thinking of like G Easy and uh, Halsey, right? Um, like after Coachella, like they partied, <laughs> like they partied too hard or something the night before their show, and they're like, oh shit, because she's like, I, I just want to lay here, but I got a show tonight, you know, uh, um, got hair and makeup waiting on me, but I just want to, you know, I just want to lay here, right? And uh, so it was almost like these two rock stars, because like you know, this big rock star guy, this big rock star girl, but they party too hard the night before like their show, like their big festival show at Coachella, right? And now they're like, shit. And then coming back for you was almost, I was saying it to a girl, but now it's almost like they're saying it to their fans. Like, don't worry, we're gonna get our shit together and we'll make the show and 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 we're coming back for you. So don't worry, we'll we'll, we'll make the show even though we're, <coughs> we're kind of when I think about like at both ends, when yeah. I think about a G Easy, I picture him as being like invincible to the kind of hangovers that I'm used to getting. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, the, it's the rock star invincibility, you know. It's I'm like, sure that's not really the case. Or I just imagine yeah. that other people are better at fighting through it 
than me because I'm 35. I think everyone feels that way. Right. Everyone's yeah, like, everyone okay. is. Everyone else must be better at this. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. Right. Yeah, because this hurts. And especially because it's like a lot of the dudes <clears throat> who work in the store or whatever, they're 20, 21, whatever. They're yeah. basically invincible compared to me yeah. in terms of ability to recover from a hangover. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that's why I don't drink. I don't like the, I don't like hangovers. I don't like the way it makes me feel. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and then it just like, with traveling and being, a, you gotta, with mm. traveling, drinking and, and, and partying, it's just, it, you can't, it's almost impossible. You know what I mean? I mean if you're I, the kind of person. You get burned out at a certain point. Like, if you're you the can kind do of person it, but to maintain it. Who wants to be super productive, yeah. which I would say we're both probably in that category where it's like we have shit that we want to get done every 100%. day. And if you're spending many hours at night getting fucked up and then many hours being hung over in the morning. It's just complete waste. It's hard to justify. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. I mean, I love getting up early in the morning before everybody else is awake, get my time to get in the gym, do my thing. And then by eight o'clock and I'm having my breakfast starting my day, everybody's waking up, right. you know, and I've already done, you know, all the stuff for me. Mm. And now I can start concentrating on, you know, business and, and what I have to get done that day and right. what, you know, all of my goals and all that kind of it's stuff. It's tough though too, because then inevitably sometimes when you've gotten up at four or five to start working or whatever, then you end up being in a situation like in the studio or something where all of a sudden you want to be up till four in the morning and it's just tough to be like, that's the tough thing too, especially, especially recently when I was recording music back in the day, you know, sessions were one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon, meet there at noon, you know, and now it's like sessions don't start till eight, nine o'clock at night. And then you don't really start get, you know, you don't really get rolling till about Mm. 10, 11. And then the creative juices start really flowing around midnight and then you're then you're then you're really recording the song till about four in the morning and so yeah i mean but if it's all about like balance you know Mm -hmm. if 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 i'm in the studio till four o'clock then yeah then the next day i'm gonna sleep in but i know that i got something done really productive the night before Mm -hmm. i wasn't just out hanging out with my bros and you know playing beer pong right not getting anything done talking to them about all the stuff i'm gonna do right you know i was actually getting getting shit done so yeah um so yeah so i so i'll take a take a little nap the next morning you know but uh but yeah the studio the studio life is 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 hard to maintain the early mornings but um a lot of my friends are getting in the studio right about the time that i'm going to bed like one in the morning yeah yeah, what happens is (laughs) and they'll be there till nine the club closes and then they all head over to the studio well yeah i'm talking about people that don't even go to the club but that's a good point too because if you're trying to make music after the club oh my god no i mean that's what happens in a lot of these studios we're booking time and they're like oh we we," they just book i'm like how do you have it booked from 2 a.m to to five and they're like they come in after the clubs you know wow crazy you hit the clubs still I mean, sometimes not really. I mean, I'm, it's not that's not really my scene. I don't know. I like, I like being able to hang out and talk with people. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really like going in and yeah, not being able to hear that experience of screaming down. in somebody's yeah, ear yeah, is I'm, is rough. My vibe, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm in some really cool city mm. that I've never been to, and or 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 that it's a cool city that I love, like if I'm in New York or if I'm somewhere and I get invited out, then mm. I'll go. But I don't, I don't really seek out. Um, yeah, I don't get to New York on Friday night and go, oh, let's let's find where the cool clubs are, you know? Right. I'd rather, like, you know, some really nice steakhouse and then head out to a lounge afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, you know, maybe some live music playing, and then, you know, we can have, like, some nice cocktails, chat, and all that kind of stuff. That's my vibe. I'm about to ask you the worst question ever. How do you feel about the Gucci boycott? 
<laughs> Warning, there's no safe answer on this. <laughs> nah, I'm uh, sure there's a, you can, you can find a safe answer. Well, they, I, well, they, you know, uh, Dapper Dan has, uh, right. He's his, turning it into a, a pivotal moment for the brand. It yeah, feels he, like well, that's a good point. Well, he, he, uh, he called him on the carpet, you know, and, yeah. and, and made him, made him respond. And, and they had that meeting up in Harlem and, uh, and so they're doing all of it, all they can to, uh, you know, to make it right, mm. which I think is right. You know, it's, it, you know, if, if something has that kind of impact and, and, you know, and some, you know, there's a, mis there's a mistake that's you know, such a clear mistake that's made mm. such as that, then, and yeah, to rectify, it's the right thing to do. And, you know, and, and I think that, uh, the way that Dapper Dan went about it is I think the best way that they, they could have done it. So, mm. um, I'm looking forward to, to see, to see all of, uh, initiatives that they've set forward to kind of come into play yeah to a certain extent i mean it is just like an elephant in the room that gucci doesn't seem to really try to foster relationships with a lot of the biggest advocates for their brand and if if this can be anything i mean it would be nice to think that that could be some sort of a end yeah. result i mean and it was like the public outcry about the dapper dan situation a couple of years ago mm -hmm. that has him even in the position to have this kind of say within the brand so you are kind of seeing the benefits of this public dialogue happening with totally. gucci that there is progress being made totally absolutely mm. what is going i mean you just snap on the gram from time to time you just show up <laughs> with a fit that is just boom just in your face just check me out i'm drake bell i'm dripping i don't give a fuck what 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 is the mentality the mentality. I don't you got know. a photographer home. You call up and you're just like, no, let's I let's don't. just break the no, net real no, quick. No, I don't. I just uh, I don't know. I've always loved fashion. I've always been a huge uh, fan of fashion, and so um, I don't know. Ever since I was a little kid, man, you know, it's it's like rock and roll and music and fashion always go hand in hand. You know, I mean, look at look at all the the, the biggest artists, and then you're gonna th immediately think of their fashion. So, mm. You know, go all the way back to. Sinatra and 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 Elvis and and then the you know seventies punk rock and, and I mean you name anybody and you immediately also think of their attire you know and their fashion mm. sense you know like you know so uh, I don't know I've just always I think that fashion and, and music and rock and roll go hand in hand. Mm. Hey man, respect. So I've just always been a fan of fashion. Respect for the drip. It's a, it's a hell of a thing. I I don't know. I feel like the older I and get, I think the more I don't cool. have it in me. I don't know. It's weird now. You know, people are like, oh, it's it's about, po you know, posting for the gram or, or uh, flaunting or whatever. But I, I don't know. I've just always been. It's not really about that for me. I just love. It's like art to me mm. almost. You know, like high fashion is. It's like, they're works of art, <coughs> and especially if you're looking at like hot couture, like, you know, you know these really fine handmade pieces. <coughs> you know, you look at like, you know, Chanel or 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 uh, Alexander McQueen, for example, and these are. These are artists that are these these mm. beautiful handmade pieces, and people are like, oh, why do you spend <coughs> so much for? The, it's not about. It's the same thing as like, well, it's, it's like buying a Picasso or something. It's like this is, you know, there's there's seven of these. Mm. There's a hundred thousand the leave these Levi's, but there's seven of these pieces in this size because they were handmade by, mm. you know, these artists. Basically, these are artists, you know. So, I don't know. So I, I you know, I think I just kind of 
look at it a little differently. You see that uh, Shane Dawson documentary you did about no, uh, Jeffree Star? No, I didn't. Oh, man, it was great content. And it's, Jeffree Star has the most absurd amount of oh, yeah. handbags, Gucci uh -huh. stuff in He's general. He's got a collection, dude. Outrageous. There's a point where he walks into this room, and it's just wall-to-wall -wall handbags. And he's just pointing at one of them. He's like, that was a quarter million dollars. Yeah. And Shane, Shane does this whole act the whole time. He's like, oh. Like, he's just in complete and total awe of it. But at the same time, those are good investments, apparently, which I didn't really know. But apparently, yeah. apparently they... Doesn't uh, Drake have... I think Drake uh, has a collection of Birkins. Like, he just collects... But he's, he's saving them for yeah. his future girl, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. He's like, he's this like, dude, yeah, he's like oh some, some future girl's going to love him. But no, these are $200,000 bags. And he just has... A huge closet full of them. I mean, if he's got all these millions of dollars a, sitting in the just, bank, didn't he just buy a four hundred thousand dollar phone case? <laughs> I just saw. That's real. I, I don't know. It, it I, looked, I didn't look into it, but I love this. That's. I don't this. know. It, I, I don't know if it's real. Even I mean, for Drake, that's a little bit audacious. Yeah. Yeah. Four hundred thousand. I don't know. That's crazy. Did you you got to keep phone up with case? Them. And then, and then in a couple months, the phone's not going to fit in the case. That's a good point. So like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's going to be a good couple of months that you're the flyest motherfucker in the entire world, right? That's very cool. That's very true. I very guess. True. I don't know. But Drake is like barely even seen in public. So it's like, who the hell is even seeing this phone? Yeah, where did he go? I don't know. You never <laughs> like, what is he doing like that? He's even <laughs> being seen. That's the funny thing to me is that like one night I'm sitting in the studio with Juice World and him and like four of his friends are sitting there and they all got, you know, 800 to to $1,000 shoes on. Yeah. They're just in the studio. Nobody's. There's nobody to witness it. It's just me. It's like I'm just. There's a lot of and, and these shoes are not comfortable. I'm gonna Who, be honest with and, you. And what are the other people hanging that you're hanging out with have that you need to show up with a four hundred thousand dollar phone case? Right. Like what are the, what are your friends showing up at the at, yeah. at, at the hang with like yeah. that you need to go? <coughs> man, how do I step it up? All right, half a million dollars on a phone case. Yeah. It's also just. I want to know what those other people. It's have. an order of magnitude when you consider that almost everyone has a phone case that costs less than a hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's just just wished. <laughs> like really way less out than a, there. Like way less than a hundred dollars. Yeah. It, like a hundred dollars if it has a battery connected to yeah. it. Four hundred thousand dollars is is a good amount of money for like a home. I was just gonna say a house <laughs> like that, and that's a that's a that's a mansion. Right. In, a, in, in most, most parts, parts of, of America, country, yes. That's a that's a mansion. Mm -hmm. That's where you walk in. You you know you have a library you have five bedrooms that's mm. a you have basketball court tennis court for four hundred grand easy. Right. What's been your most audacious? What's your four hundred thousand dollar phone case? My four hundred thousand dollar phone case. Anything that you've ever done close. that was you just close in general? Close. Yeah. yeah, just close. I have a really I have a bad expensive clothes habit. Yeah, and I always have, but that's probably what I spend most of my money on. Right. I don't even think I have anything in that regard, really. But not, not, not nothing that would equate to that. A four hundred thousand dollar phone case. No, yeah. no, nothing like that. I really hope that's real. That would be dope. But the, I mean, also the thing. It was a cool phone case, but it also just looks like. He could probably get someone to just give him that, you know, like if he's just if that's he says true too, right. This Maybe. phone case was made by so and so. He tags him once. Maybe Boom. he did that, right? Like a free four hundred thousand dollars phone case. Maybe that's what it was, and that's why it has so much press. Right. I mean, if yeah, that because that easily somebody would pay him four hundred thousand dollars to even just put something on a story yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. You ever do anything like that? You got any endorsements that we should know about? Anything you want to disclose? Um. 
No, I don't really do. I don't really do many endorsements. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I do stuff. If I'm into something, I do it. But I don't really like seek out. Like if I'm into the company, I'll, I'll, I'll seek them out. But I don't really have like. If people come to me, I'm, and it's. I don't just hawk something to hawk it, you know. Have you ever been in dialogue with Gucci as a brand? No. 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 They don't really do. I mean, they have like Harry Styles and mm. uh, Lana Del Rey. <clears throat> Jared Leto's like Alessandro's best friend, so. Because you, do you know Trouble Andrew? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Because he know, Andrew, one, yeah. the first time I ever got to talk to him, that was one of the questions I was most excited to ask him was just what is it like working with Gucci? And yeah. I mean, he basically described it as them letting him do almost everything that he wants to do, and that they they're pretty much yeah, that's what he they just trust him. Saying, I mean, yeah. his stuff is dope, so I guess it's probably a pretty oh, easy it's relationship. Amazing. Yeah, I went over to his studio, and it's it's just so like, sick, right? Oh, it's sick. Unbelievable. Yeah, and he's so cool, man. Yeah. Like, I just hit him up on Instagram, and uh, see, that's what we were talking about last time we were here, and you're like about reaching out just on Instagram, like it, it's it's wild, and um, and he just hit me back. He's like, yeah, come on over. Yeah. I was like, holy crap, and I actually was in town. Uh, just by chance, and uh, so I rolled over, and he was so rad. And we hung out and watching him paint all these amazing jackets and just all the, you know. He's got like, so it's many. Gucci Ghost art. It's like oh, it's so. He's sick. got so many collaborations and shit that yeah. like nobody knows about that yeah, like he's the done. The Reebok collaboration yeah. he did. He had some Sesame Street thing that he was yeah, doing the, when he was there, yeah. and just hearing his like insight into how he approaches these things was just. It, just seeing that that studio just made me like, damn, why did I not become an artist? Yeah, that would have been a nice like. I, I'm sure I don't have the talent or anything, but you know, if you it, like, that would just be such a sick feeling to just have this huge room of just all this. Art and yeah. you're just cranking out. Just well, that's sick. the one thing is like just such that's, a, that's a perfect uh, example of you know it takes us back to when you were talking about when someone listens to Lil Pump or something they're like oh this is you know garbage but then you're like no I know so many other people that are trying to do this. there's something special about right. this there's this is different you know it's the same thing you walk into Trouble's uh, studio and the normal person would walk in and go. It just looks like some. I mean, I could do this. What, put, <laughs> put some paint on the wall and do this. But then you start looking around and really taking it in, and you're like, oh shit, that's really clever. Or, mm. Oh man, that thing over there where he has, uh, you know, the 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 poison band logo, mm. but it's on Marlboro cigarettes. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh shit, that's re that's actually that's really clever. And then you start really taking it all in, and you're like, oh wait, no, he's. He's actually a really brilliant artist. Okay, it's crazy you know, to me that's, too because you know, he was a pro parallel, uh, you know? pro snowboarder. Oh really? Yeah. Oh no way. I hope it was snowboarding. And well, he's skiing. from Canada, so that makes sense. Right, but that was his thing for a long time, and then that's how he got into doing design, and then he started doing his own thing, huh. and eventually his shit got so weird yeah. that all of a sudden the snowboard community like didn't really get it, I guess, and then. He just ended up branching out into his own world and stuff. And it's like, That's I guess so I've talked to people who told me that he was like their favorite snowboarder. Like he was the really? sickest snowboarder of that era. Oh, like no he was way. very significant. But it was kind of like before the internet was documenting uh, snowboarding and stuff. So right, it was yeah. like, you know, not really. It's not really like a record of it so much, I guess. Oh, unless crazy. you have like the magazines or something, maybe. Um, you want to hear the, the one play this MIA song? This, yeah, is the, sure. this is the one we didn't play, right? Yeah. Okay. This one's still kind of a work in progress. Okay. And we've got 3,100 people watching us right now. What's it's up, guys? It's not a problem yeah, if you want it, babe. You got to chat up. Take the G5 yeah. anyway. Thinking maybe we'll go in my head. In my head. Thinking maybe we'll go in my head. In my head. Top floor of the Mandalay. Five blue to my team. 
than him. Oh, no. That's I've sad. spent a bit more time in the sun. He'll get to this point that I'm at some, sooner or later. <laughs> I yeah. feel a little weathered. So, uh, shit. Anything else we should talk about? Uh, I don't know. How long have we even been on? I know the last time we went that's so a good long. How long did we've been on? Forty-three minutes or forty-eight minutes or oh, something like good. that. Forty-eight minutes. Forty-eight minutes. Twenty-nine hundred people watching. Yep. We have a platform. What should we tell them about, guys? Chemtrails are real. 
don't don't vaccinate your kids. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of people that we can we, we have an ear to. Yeah, yeah, that was that was just just a big big joke. I, I, I'm actually very much against that. Um, I did see that uh, Alex Jones is trying to destroy Joe Rogan, which is that's a really wait what? Yeah, that's a plot twist. They used to be best friends. I was just gonna say, didn't they used to be buddies? Yeah, well, Joe Rogan and so was Alex Jones went. <clears throat> Joe Rogan was one of like Alex Jones's few defenders. Yeah. But then I guess Alex Jones felt as if he misrepresented him, so now he's just on the war path trying to take Joe out. But it's nobody. Alex Jones barely has a platform anymore, and yeah, Joe Rogan I is like Joe. a beloved cult hero. Yeah, Joe's great. Yeah. His show's great. You got to go on there. Dude, I would love to go on Joe Rogan. That would be tight. That'd be rad. We'll speak it into existence. About, I don't know. I mean, shit. He's probably too old to have been a Drake and Josh fan. That's for sure. Yeah, he's no. like fifty. I'd have to go on and just talk about like crazy conspiracies and stuff like that. Definitely. You got to do DMT before you do it. Oh my. Yeah, I don't know. About that <laughs> you ever done that? Ah, uh, no. I haven't. I'm no, thinking about it though. Out, I want to do it. I want to. I want to get down in that game. Yeah. Yeah, I want to have a spiritual journey uh, at some point some in the future. Um, yeah, I'm down. Like, I just feel like I haven't done any kind of like psychedelics in a long time, and I'm down to try something like DMT. It only takes like five minutes. Are you minutes. down with the whole like vomiting and vomiting? It, yeah, ayahuasca. You know ayahuasca. Yeah, there's yeah. vomiting involved with that. I guess I don't know enough about okay, it. Okay, so yeah, so basically, it's it's this mixture that they make, th that the shamans make, you know, and it induces vomiting and Shitting. Out the other end, okay. Yeah, and you just, you can do that, and then you have a psychedelic experience, but I, I can't get, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to sit in the bathroom for four hours, you if know, it's however fire, many hours it is. Four hours? It, no, it's like all night. It's like a whole, it's a whole oh, wow. journey. I'm now reconsidering it. Yeah, that yeah, just I'm sounds like something. Iowa. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not down with that. That whole, sounds intense. That DMT is supposedly really cool, because it only lasts like five minutes. Yeah, it's only like, it's yeah, exactly. That Joe Rogan cool. talks all about it. He's all into it. I got to get on that. Yeah. Maybe if I do that, then the Joe Rogan invite will take place afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> just, there you go. <laughs> no, but I did. I got three million views by making a video called I Vlogged My Acid Trip. And I just did acid, went out in the woods with my friends. No way. And we vlogged it. And I had a, a lot of weird revelations. At one point, I said uh, Jurassic Park was a vlog about dinosaurs. <laughs> and that, that's that been like the most quoted thing that people always repeat from that When day. did you do that? Maybe three years ago. Dope. Yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago. I can't believe it. I can't imagine doing that right now. <laughs> that, was, that was very loose. That was a very spur of the moment decision, too. Some guy gave me the acid in the bar. Really? And I was just like, all right, cool. I love how we it's went from. Reckless. I love how we went from like get up in the morning, be focused, <laughs> have all of your goals in mind. That was a couple and years then, ago. Uh, also, by the way, but if a dude offers you acid at a bar, <laughs> vlog it with your friends in the woods. <laughs> like you know. I was living reckless, man. <laughs> yeah, this but I got is, three million views. Messages. It was all worth it. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It's all for the views. Mm. All for the views. Well, that's what I want to do one day. Is I want to just do a, a podcast with my friends, but I want to all take mushrooms acid something like just do something crazy beforehand and then get on and do a podcast and have every and not specifically say it but have everybody at home probably so just not tell, tell everybody not tell anybody of any of the viewers and it's like a prank <laughs> just see, see what people yeah, but think who's it a prank on yeah, is it a prank on, ourselves, on you really? guys <laughs> or is it a prank on the audience because you could just end up going oh man i have I have yeah. 3,000 people watching every movement that I'm making right now. I mean, okay, but imagine four people doing a podcast together. Everybody takes ecstasy at the beginning of it. 
Okay. It I, would be insane. Yeah, it would be I, so crazy. I think, well, ecstasy would be a little different than like everyone oh, tripping on mushrooms. Mushrooms would be weird. Yeah, that, that would just get really weird. Yeah, that would be a whole. Uh, that would be. Uh, That's always been my goal. Back in the day when we were still, uh, well, I'm not even going to talk about that. We, <laughs> we had a lot of people encouraging us to do a Xanax podcast, but we never, oh my, never gosh. did it. I thought it's it would like be a little they, too yeah, much. The, or the, they used to play like that Ambien game where you like. Take Ambien, try and stay up, and then whoever the last one who passes out or whatever. Really? Back in the day. That was a game? I never <laughs> I knew about I mean, that. I don't know. I never played it. I just heard about oh, it. Okay. It's probably one of, actually, it's probably one of those things that, like, uh, was going around on the news just to scare parents yeah. about, like, you know, hide your hide the drugs in your medicine cabinet kind of thing. Right. Like razor blades in the apples. Right. Um, now they try to scare people by saying that, uh, that people are going to be giving away weed candy on Halloween. <laughs> That's probably uh, not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. Who would do that? Who would do first but of all? But maybe somebody. First of all, that's expensive. Yeah. That's really expensive. And you should be so lucky. It's fun. Kid. It's like it, yeah, exactly. You got high and it's for also free. Super I mean, the fun size, you know, candies are cheap, but a fun size, you know, weed candy mm. is like twenty five bucks. It's yeah. thirty bucks. So how you're just gonna be oh here's thirty dollars for this kid here's sixty bucks ninety bucks hundred bucks like how much money are you? Well, maybe they make them themselves so they get it for the Lolo. Oh, that's oh, what I right. do when I'm giving out <laughs> weed candy to kids on Halloween. That's, that's what you make it in. In how reality, I have never given away candy. How terrible candy. are these people that are like brewing this like drug candy to give to children on Halloween? Do they wear witches' caps and they're are they and who, who's eating candy on Halloween? Children inside. Who's eating candy on Halloween that isn't pre-packaged? Like nobody's yeah, giving away no. cookies on Halloween. Like, you, you know, can, if they're making it themselves, if you got home and you had a little uh, plastic with a little bow on it, that goes in the trash. If my kid immediately, if my kid gets a Kit Kat. Cool. If he gets a packet of M&M's, cool. If he gets, you know, like a Ziploc bag full of fucking <laughs> Sour Patch Kids. Rice Krispie treat <laughs> no, no, in a Ziploc no. bag. <laughs> With the label torn off, I'm yeah. having to say no. I'm going to turn that what, one down. What is a seed in your Rice Krispie treat? <laughs> Why are... So wait, when, when you consume cannabis, what's your preferred method of uh, consumption? Uh... Besides anally. Oh my God. <laughs> is that available now? Uh, probably. Imagine they have that at the weed yeah, store. Weed so yeah, weed Yeah, probably. I've never actually um, even heard of that, to be honest. Uh, I would support just, it. Probably just like a joint or bong, you know? You guys got bongs Both. in the studio? Yeah. Nice. Studio, yeah. DEA well, in California, in. in California, it's dope because you can do like, it's like just whatever, you know? Right. Um, but when you're other places, it's, you know, you, you got to abide by the rules. So it's yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I've been known to fly with a weed pen here and there. That we one... can leave out of California now with it. Isn't that insane? Yeah, it's wild. Because I'm not breaking the law as I'm. As you're leaving. Yeah. But then after that, it's up to you. Then it's up to you. Then you yeah. have to insert it into your own body and just pray that TSA doesn't find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's I've getting it back is the issue. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna be all good in the next couple of years anyway. They're not looking for weed pens. They're looking no, for freaking bombs, no, and they're looking they're, for yeah. hostages. Yeah, sharp objects, right? Yeah, no, we should be good. That makes but speaking sense. of what, a, what a segue there. Speaking of the TSA, I have to get to my. Uh, oh. I have to, I have to get to the airport. Just like that. Yeah. Just like that. I gotta run. I gotta run and get to. Uh, where am I going? Ohio. Right. I gotta go to Ohio. You know what I'm gonna be doing? I'm gonna be streaming some uh, Tetris. 
Dude, I gotta play that now that you were talking about that. Oh, it's so fun. I Te- love Tetris, Tetris Battle Royale. Fortnite meets Tetris. Oh, that's dope. It's insane. Yeah, I wanna check that out. It's intense. And I, I, I've won a couple times. I'm trying to like put out a dope YouTube clip of me just crushing it. Have you played a game called uh, Cuphead? Cuphead? No, I haven't. No? Did you ever like uh, Mario Brothers growing up? I oh, like love Mario, Mario Brothers. Brothers. Okay. That, was, that was my poison as Dude, a kid. This is Mario Brothers on speed. It's the it's the game is so freaking hard. It's one of those games where you'll be on every level takes just you know twelve hours to be. It's just crazy. It's so hard. Really, but it's the most addictive and then the most satisfying when you win. Right. Because you it's you you want to you want to throw your controller through the screen. You want to kick it uh, your TV over, but when you win, you're just like, oh my god, <laughs> I can't believe I just. Like you, it's it's the most uh, it's the most amazing feeling. But uh, and the graphics are really cool too because it's like nineteen thirties. Um, I don't know if it's Di- it's kind of like Disney, but kind of psychedelic cartoons uh-huh. uh, from like the nineteen thirties, and it's it's just really cool artwork. But anyway, it's a game you should check out. But it's it's uh, I want to check that yeah, out. Yeah, it's a fun game, but it's it's very hard. Wow, that sounds pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, because I've actually been playing a shitload of Zelda for uh, the Switch as well. Dope. Which I love. I love Zelda ever since Zelda's I was a little called, kid. Yep. So I've just been like working on that. I remember, yeah, Zelda was awesome. And I always thought it was so cool. Remember when we were kids and it came out with the golden uh-huh. cartridge, dude? That was so rad. That was the the flyest thing in the yeah. world to me at that time. Yeah. That's why I always said I wanted to get a Zelda grill, but then I got a grill and I wasn't really into it. So I, a Zelda chain, like a Zelda, that yeah, cartridge. What, yeah. Oh, dude. That, that could turn me into a chain, a chain guy. Yeah. The gold Zelda cartridge. Ben Baller, where are you at? Dude, that would be sick. That would yeah, be a Izzy I could See, that would be the kind of thing that would make sense to me. That would be sick. Yeah. But then I could get robbed by not only a street dude, but also a gamer. <laughs> also a gamer, yeah. <laughs> You'd have a ton of people out for you right there. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen like I've seen gamers have like the the Nintendo sixty four controllers all bling, uh, you know, all jeweled out, right? All iced out. I've seen stuff. a streamer who got a Nintendo sixty four or maybe a PlayStation controller tattooed on his face, which was cool. When are you gonna get face tattoo? <laughs> We need that. I don't know. Let's see what. Let's see how this record does. Yeah, then maybe that'll maybe that'll garner a uh, face tattoo. Let's see how many people ask for it in the chat and on your Instagram comments. If people comment on your Instagram saying that they want you to get face tattooed, then you will in fact do it. That's yeah. the idea. Yeah, I'm gonna get like hug me brother right on my forehead. <laughs> always, always high on your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post Malone. What up? Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. Uh, hey, it was good. Good talking to yeah, you, man. Yeah, thanks for yeah. having me in, man. Thanks for letting me plug my Let's music. Do it again that sometime. Awesome. Of course. Let me know whenever. Anytime you got yeah. new stuff coming out, hit us up. Yeah, I always love coming by and hanging, man. To uh, anybody who has donated for their music, I will be in the studio, the other studio, in a couple hours on stream. So make sure you turn notifications on so you get alerted when we uh, do this music stream slash Tetris 99 stream. Yeah. Shout out to Drake Bell. Yeah, thanks, man. And go check out all this music. It'll be out uh, sometime this week. Yeah. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Bang.